0: What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Brie And thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast today. Um, this is Girl Stop, where we talk about all things, the girl, all things, Jesus, and everything in between. And as you can imagine, that's a lot in between. So go ahead and subscribe to my podcast. Follow us on all of our other social media sites, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter um, and YouTube. Just search Girl Stop, um, hashtag Girl Stop or hashtag Girl Stop. Brienne. That's B-R-I-A-N-N-E. On Brienne, B R I A N N E, and you'll find us. Um, I am Brienne, and I am your host. If this is your first time, thank you so much for joining me. And if you're returning, I appreciate you so much for coming back. So you know, um, my returners, that every week we focus on something, and this week we're focusing on matters of the heart, specifically um, what's going on in there. And Earlier, my podcast the day before uh, yesterday, we talked about um, hate, unforgiveness and then the love that we actually want and that we need from God as well as what we need in our hearts and our minds. Right. So this week um, or today, rather, when I thought about matters of the heart, when you think about, you know, hate, unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, all of those things, you think about trauma, like trauma and traumatic experiences that caused uh, such a feeling such an emotion that's so rich and real to spring up in you but what about if it wasn't because of another person placing event or experience what if you are simply afraid now when you think about being afraid I want you to think about that thing that makes you lose your breath the thing that makes you want to avoid it because it's so big and it's so much to deal with and it's so overwhelming I want you to think about that thing that makes you clutch your invisible pearls I want you to think about that thing that makes you uh, cower back from it uh, that makes you rationalize staying in the place that you're in instead of reaching for it I want you to think about that thing that silences you when you need to speak that thing that chokes you when you need to go forward that thing that stops you that uh, makes you procrastinate that makes you uh, delay or you know you're slow to go about doing it because you're afraid think about the reasons that you're afraid like When we're talking today, I really want you to think about like what makes you afraid, like what makes you fearful, what makes you afraid. So I need to say this because I think it needs to be said and I'll put myself back in the boat when I tell you my story. But um, I'm going to say it very plainly and very clearly. Some of you guys are completely fearful. Some of you guys are completely afraid and it's ruining your life. Now, the hope is that your life doesn't have to stay. You have control over fear. OK, God gave us power, love and a sound mind. He did not give us a spirit of fear. So because of this, we already have the victory. The fear doesn't have to stay in control, but we can take control. And today, there's some things that I want to talk about. OK, so let's get in our mind that thing that makes us afraid. First, when I'm thinking about fear and you're thinking about being afraid, um, <laughs> first of all, I, I love fear. I love faith. Okay, so I have to constantly and always keep fear surrender. I always am in a faith fear battle because I love faith and I feel like the opposite of faith is fear. There are theologians and people all around the world that will say, well, I don't believe that the opposite of faith is fear because fear has to drive faith. If it's not without fear, it won't drive faith. I disagree. I don't think that faith and fear are co-working components. I think that they um, work against each other. For instance, this is a very simple example, but if I walk in a room this dark and I know where the light switch is, I have to have faith that when I turn that light or when I flick that light switch, that it's light that's going to come on and not a bomb that's going to explode. You know, when I pop the can, I don't drink soda, but if I were to pop the can of a soda, the tab on a soda And put that drink to my mouth. I have faith that what's in the can is what's on the outside of the can. I can't see down in that can. You know, you don't always pour that can into a clear cup to see what's on the inside of it. So that takes a level of faith and trust to be able to do such things that, you know, we mindlessly think about. But you have faith. okay? so you may be experiencing fear, but you do have a level of faith. And I do want you to understand that. But when we're talking about fear this week, I was faced with. Um a faith decision i I was in a fear moment, but I was faith with a faith faced with a faith decision gosh, that's a tongue tire and When I realized that it was fear that I was battling, the decision became really clear. Let me make it plain for you, okay? So there's this really big vision that I have. Like when I think about it, it kind of blows my mind. And I don't even have time to explain all of the intricate details and all that I want to do. Basically, I have a really, really big vision, okay? And I really, really want to see it come alive in the earth. Okay. So there's this part of building this vision and making this vision come alive that requires my faith because it's bigger than me. It's bigger than what I'll be able to do within my power, within my resources, within what I have in me right now. So I know that I'm going to need bigger, greater and more. Okay. so there's a part of this vision that I was building or that I I was faced with building. And I had to make a decision on how I was going to um, solidify this process or this part of the process. Okay. So if you can imagine, let's let's say that my big vision, I don't know, something crazy like building a construction truck, like those big Tonka trucks. Like, let's say that that's my vision. Okay, so I have to decide where I'm where am I going to buy the parts like, you know, not just the land to build it on or the people to build it because I don't know anything about it. But where am I going to buy the parts? That's a huge part of getting something together to build. You need stuff to build with. okay? so I was faced with fear and thinking, oh, my gosh, that's too much money. Oh, my gosh, that's going to take too much time. Oh, my gosh. Like there's no way I can commit to this. There's no way I can do this. And that's what it came out to. All those excuses, all those rationalizations, came out to there's no way I can do this and I believe that for whatever fear you're facing in your life right now like it's probably that very clear like all of your fears all of your rationalizations all of your excuses all of the things that you've guarded yourself up with to persuade yourself that it's easier and more comfortable and more real to stay where you are as opposed to getting to where you need to be they come to I can't do this or if they don't come all the way to I can't do this you will make the vision smaller like you will. So, you know, I said I want to build this huge Tonka truck, you know, for example purposes. Well, instead of building a Tonka truck, that may be too big because construction is not really what I want to do. So maybe instead of like the Tonka truck, maybe I'll just build the shovel. So now you minimize your vision from this big, large, grandiose thing to this really small thing that yeah, you can do, and yeah, you can get done, and yeah, it's a noble act, and yeah, it's cool or whatever, but it's nothing in comparison to what you could have had and who you really are if you would have just believed in yourself. So when I think about (laughs) fear, when I think about that fear moment I had, I had to recognize that it was fear. So again, like the first thing of recognizing that if you're dealing with fear, like the first step, I guess, in recognizing that if you're dealing with fear is you have to come to the realization of what are you trying to do? I think if you clearly define what it is you're trying to do and what it is you want, then you'll know that a big vision, a big dream, a big goal. um, If you have like extensive career goals, if you have promotional goals, whatever you're thing is, even if your fear is, you know, I have fear of public speaking. I have a fear in standing in front of crowds. I have a fear in heights and jumping off things, you know, so roller coasters or bungee jumping isn't really my thing, or I don't like getting on trampolines. You don't, first of all, don't let anybody make you feel like your fear is inadequate. Like that's nothing because clearly if it's fear, it's big to you. And so the the goal is to make that big thing a doable thing. I'm not saying you have to make that thing a small thing. because like we're talking about our goals, our dreams, our aspirations are big things. So we're not going to make those things small things. We're not going to go from the Tonka truck all the way down to the shovel. No, we're going to get ourselves together and we're going to do what we need to do to figure out how we can get over the fear and move in faith to get to that big thing. So you don't want to let anybody, including yourself, minimize the, the largeness of your vision. That's the first step. Fear will make things that are big, really small, and it will make things small or really big. It's kind of a role reversal. So instead of making instead of trying to, you know, get to my big goal of the Tonka truck, I I downsized it and I small sized it to a shovel. So the realizations that I had, you know, the um, the rationalizations, well, the dream is too big. Now, what could be made a small thing I've made too big, I've made my excuses of not having the money, not having the time, not having the wherewithal, not being educated enough, not being strong enough, not being a a clear enough speaker or afraid of heights or whatever the case may be. You've made small things, big things. Um, my coach used to say that we 'll major and minor things and minor and major things, and so you 've made small things big things and and then made big things small things, and that 's wrong. You need to leave big things big things and leave small things small things, so you have to eliminate fear from the equation so that you don 't do that it 's very imperative. Um, that you recognize your goal and your vision because when you recognize your goal and your vision you know without a shadow of a doubt that big things require big moves require big faith require big people require um just largeness and you can't stay where you are you can't be who you are there's a there's a character development and a construction that's going to go on on the inside of you that is going to grow into and produce that level of doing and being. And that's what I had to come to terms with this today is Thursday. So that, Wednesday that Tuesday morning when I woke up and I looked at my vision I understood and I and another thing in fear you have to identify obstacles a lot of times we can set up fear fear can set up in the obstacles that we're facing I'm not saying that because you have a big vision that you won't have obstacles or that is so you know amazing that it'll just be an easy ride no because that's what happened to me I was looking at my vision I was looking on paper on my where I had it written. I was looking on a computer on the things I need to do. And I began to do that. I began to make small things, big things and big things, small things. And then I began to look at all the obstacles that would hinder this part of the process for me being where I need to be to make this big thing a really live and a well big thing. Right. So what happened was, and what I find that a lot of us do is we look at obstacles and we allow fear to sit in. An obstacle is not having enough money. An obstacle is not having enough time. A challenge is figuring out, you know, who can I get to help build this vision? That is not the opportunity for fear to set in. That is a segue, a faith moment for faith to set in and say, okay, you know what? I don't have enough money to do this right now, but God said that he would supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I don't have the people to do and operate at the level for which I need, but I do know that God said that those that read the vision may run with it. Those, that's plural, that they, that's plural. That means God has people assigned to this vision, so I don't have to worry about who Or the help that I need until I go ahead and get started. And that was, um, you know, another thing that I ran into. See, this fear thing is really sneaky. A lot of times, you know, we can recognize that we're afraid. Or we can recognize that we have all of these obstacles and challenges we're hiding behind. And we don't recognize that it's actually fear you know I think that a lot of the peace that we need is in growing toward and going toward the very thing that we're trying to be become and create but a lot of times it's easy just to avoid the bigness and just hope that by happenstance and by luck we'll just hit a big break and become viral so we'll make a whole lot of money and we don't have to do a lot of work and I just don't believe that that is the way quote unquote because when you look at people who are viral you know some people have you know mastered millions and they have have sustained their level of virality but most people that are viral if you're a meme or you know you do something crazy that catches the attentions of millions a lot of people aren't ready to sustain that level of attention that level of e-commerce that level of business of operation with their goal with their dream with their vision or whatever because they didn't have any and I do believe that those moments are amazing but how much more amazing would they be if we were ready for the moment And that is what I had to recognize when I sat here and looked at this vision that I had on paper. And I looked at that vision that I had on my computer and I was like, wow, this is a big thing. And I'm trying to prepare myself for my moment. I'm trying to prepare myself for my quote unquote big break opportunity. Or even if it doesn't come, I am trying to be diligent and consistent and persistent and a good steward over the gifts that God has given me. So I have to do this and I have to figure out how. And the one thing that I woke up this morning recognizing, guys, I recognize that in those moments of fear, of those moments, of those moments of doubt, of those moments of uncertainty, I was really trying to do it on my own. Like God didn't give me the vision, you know, like like it was mine. So this morning when I woke up and I prayed, I was like, you know what, God, this is your vision. I'm giving it back to you and I need you to help me. I need you to move because I cannot do this. I do not see this. The numbers are not adding up. The uh, components are not making sense to me. What's being required of me because there's a system in place. So I can't just go do something all willy nilly. You know, I can't do something all crazy. I have to follow these particular um, steps of this process. So God, I'm giving it back to you. And you know, guys, I felt so much peace. I felt so much peace and I know I've been talking a lot about what I've been experiencing, but I'm hoping that what you're hearing is yourself. I'm hoping that if you, you know, are going through or processing out of rather a fearful place that you don't allow that fearful place to keep you bound. Again, those excuses and rationalizations, you could persuade yourself. You could allow other people to even persuade you that where you are is more comfortable. It's more safe. It's more durable. It is more, um, it is a safer route to get to the end goal. And those things triumph over you risking just a little bit, risking just just a little bit to do and be what you've been called and to be and created to be. And, you know, I think that it's so imperative that you get past fear because there's nothing you can do with fear. Fear is so paralyzing. Fear is so um, toxic it is so gripping it's almost like it it stifles your feet like they have semen on them it'll sit on your chest you know and it'll it'll make you feel like there's like this blanket or this dark cloud of just suffocation and a lot of you guys probably think those are symptoms of depression and they may be sending you into a depression because you've been so fearful and you haven't been able to move into the things that you want to do or become because of fear Um, But once you recognize you're afraid, don't embrace that. Don't be proud of that. Don't say, oh, yeah, I'm afraid. I I was going to do that, but I'm just afraid. Like, no, like that's not a prideful, a good, proud place to brag on. That is a place to denounce. That is a place to work through. And you have to be intentional and consistent and diligent. And making sure that fear doesn't have a place in your vision, that fear doesn't have a place in your life. You may not have like um, a business goal or um, an entrepreneurial goal. You may say, okay, well, I just want to go to college and be a teacher. Well, you have a practice that you need to, uh, you know, that may be in your way or that may um, fear may try to set up in or, you know, you may be like, well, I want to be just a construction worker. I really don't want to own the company. That's fine. But don't think that you're ever in any place in life. You're going to be exempt from fear or exempt from fear fear trying to come up against you because it will and that's okay we're human we're flawed it happens but what shouldn't happen is that we camp out with fear we should not become friends with fear we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony we are more than conquerors through him that loves us and we have to walk out that conquering ship and walk out of that victory every single day and sometimes we don't choose to the other day when I woke up, I didn't necessarily choose to walk out of the victory that's already been won for me. In fact, I was trying to make sure that it's like I was in this funky place. Like I was trying to make sure that I wasn't in fear, but I wasn't really ready to be in faith, you know? And that was just the most lukewarmiest place I ever felt. <laughs> and yes, I just made up the word lukewarmiest. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really how I felt. And so. Now that I recognize that it was an attack of fear trying to stifle the thing that God has called me to do. I have to walk into it. You cannot be afraid. You cannot be fearful. You are not allowed to stay where you are. You must overcome. You will overcome. And I believe in you. Sometimes I think that is like the key component to us succumbing to fear because we don't have enough belief in ourselves And we need somebody else to believe in us so that we can conquer that thing or we can become or create. And that is not a prerequisite for you doing what God called you to do. He never said that anybody had to believe in you. He honestly never really said that you had to believe in yourself. All he said is that um, you are fitfully and wonderfully made and your works are wonderful. And I know that full well. He told us who we are. Whether you believe it or not, it's who you are. It's who you've been created to be. You were created in his image and in his likeness. Like that's who you are. Now, if you decide to live out of a different identity or reality, that is your choice. But that's who God created you to be originally. And so you have to walk from that place of authority and, and, and confidence and esteem, knowing that, you know, you are worthy and that that is who you simply are. Confidence is so um essential. Yes, it's so essential. I was looking for the word. A conf- confidence is so essential to your lifestyle, to your livelihood, to your makeup, to what God has called you to do, to who you are. And so you have to if nobody else believes in you, it's not a prerequisite for you doing what call, for you doing what God called you to do. If nobody else believes in you, first of all, God believes in you because he created you and he put that on the inside of you and he's expecting it back out. But more than that, or not more than that, but Aside from that, you know, you should believe in you. You should believe that you can do it. You should believe that it can get done. You should believe that even though you may not be all that you want to be in the process of that thing or or the person, you got to believe that you're going to get there. Like you cannot disregarded you can't bring your big vision down to a small vision you can't bring that big vision down to where you are you have to get outside of you and recreate in your own self and renew in your own mind and get the the resources and knowledge and material that you need to get up to that level to get up to that place it's like climbing a ladder almost um or walking upstairs if you will or you know Walking up a hill or walking up a mountain like, you know, it's kind of rigorous, but you got to you got to determine in your heart that you're going to get there. I care so much about this topic because it fights us in, in the most subtle and and small and tricky ways. It's so easy to be ruled by fear, to be living your life fearfully and not understanding <laughs> and not recognizing and understanding its impact in your actions and your decisions and your behaviors and in your relationships. It's so imperative that you recognize fear for what it is. And the moment that you recognize fear that it is, you must act accordingly. You must combat fear with faith. I believe that we combat fear with faith. The moment that I recognize there's fear in my life somewhere, I automatically make the faith move. It's, it's just imperative because you attack fear head on and you don't allow it rulership. You don't allow it place. The Bible describes as small foxes to come in and tear up the vine. You don't allow it any type of interest, whether in a small way or whether in a large way. Fear is very real, but faith is even realer. Faith transacts on our behalf. Fear creates debts because it has you in places and using resources for other things than what you actually are supposed to be doing with them. So I wanna encourage you going into the weekend, going into next week, to take some time to think about what are you afraid of? Tell yourself, I am afraid of, and then you fill in the blank, or I am afraid to become, or I am afraid to do. What is that thing that fear um, has a hold on in your life? And once you do, once you recognize it, um, move accordingly. If you are afraid of heights, pray about that thing. Uh, As an example, you know, pray about that thing. Ask God, how can I overcome this fear? A lot of overcoming fear is recognizing why you have the fear in the first place. When I think about um, fears about like not having enough money or not being adequate enough, it comes from um, growing up in a home where money and finances were tight and, um, resources were limited. I had a family of five in the house. Um, so sometimes it was kind of like, well, I ain't got it and a frustration behind it. And, you know, you wanting to ask for something, but not really wanting to ask because you don't really want to upset, you know, things like that, or feeling like, well, I thought we didn't have it, but then I see this show up in the house. So like, do we not have, or did you not want to give it? So then there's a mistrust. And then you might carry that to your relationship with God saying, oh, okay, well, You say you got it because you got and you own all things. But I mean, I don't have it. So I guess I don't. I'm not your child or maybe I don't. So you have to you have to come to terms with the reasons why you have these fears. And when you come to terms with the reasons why you have these fears, then it'll be easier for you. See, if the fear is. um, If that fear can be eliminated at that root. You know, like maybe it was a childhood rearing, a childhood rearing, a relationship trauma a hurt somewhere that you maybe never dealt with. And it's guarded and um, guided a lot of your decisions um, or, you know, that fear could be in that moment at that thing because you're trying to move to another place. And it's something you've never seen before. I think fear of the unknown is, is very prevalent in our society because people are always trying to make moves or counter moves based on what they see because they don't trust what they don't see so that is another way that you may be able to identify the reason why you have a fear or fears in your life and you also may just struggle with fear I had a friend in my in my life at one point that was literally like her thing like Everything else in her life was kind of cool. You know, she didn't really struggle with sex or boys or money or, you know, working out or blah, blah, blah. But she really struggled with fear. And because she struggled with fear at the root, like there were situations in every single area of her life that were affected because she struggled with fear. So you might have a struggle with fear that you need to uh, you need to come to terms with and you need to seek Holy Spirit. You need to pray about that thing. You need to ask God, what do you need to do with this fear? you need to lay that fear down? Because he never really designed for you to have walk in, hold on to hide behind or be ruled by fear. His word says very clearly and very plainly that we walk by faith and not by sight. So if that's you, if you're afraid. I want you to not be afraid. I want you to work on not being afraid. I want you to give that to God and allow him to show you how you are to overcome your fear. What process of deliverance and freedom from fear do you need to walk out in your everyday life so that you're not afraid? So who I feel like that was so heavy because I understand how powerful fear can feel. But fear actually doesn't have any power. If you want me to tell you a secret, fear actually doesn't have any power. Fear has the power that you give fear. And I know that sounds so crazy, but it's so true. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. If there's a thought that comes to your mind when you're thinking about your vision that's contrary to the vision, that's contrary to the plans you have, to the way you plan on doing something, and it's not Holy Spirit, like it's not God speaking to you, Right. But it's a thought against. So let's say the goal is to build the the Tonka truck we talked about, the huge construction vehicle. So a thought against that would be, why would you even do this anyway? You're not in construction and you're not worthy. You can't do this. Those are thoughts against the vision. Okay, those aren't in conjunction with the vision. So there's the thought. So in my mind, if I get into that thought, that thought of I'm not worthy. Well, dang, I guess I'm really not because I don't have an education in this. Oh, well, I can't do this because it's too big because I'm not in construction because I'm not in construction. I probably can't do this because I don't really have expertise and the people might try to play me or get over on me or use me because I don't know much. So now I'm assigning power to that fear because I am in agreement with those thoughts. And when you think about it, like fear is only as powerful as you make it. If I take that same thought that came to my mind against my vision and I say, you know what? I am worthy because God called me worthy. He told me that he called he told me that I'm the crown of all of his creation, that I'm the splendor of his glory. So I am worthy. So that's debunked. You're right. I'm not in construction. However, I'm about to get into construction. So I'm going to know and learn and come to know everything that there is to know about this field. You know what? I don't believe that people are going to get on me because God has already sent people to my vision to fund me, to help me, to guide me, and to shape me in this area because he called me to it. Now that thought has no power again fear <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time cuz I really wanted to get in your spirit that fear only has the power that you assign to it that that didn't bless nobody else that blessed me because that really made again what tried to appear as a big thing, a very small thing. And now I can focus on big things being big things. So I hope that today bless you. Um, first of all, that sounded so churchy, <laughs> my bad. But anyway, um, <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. Please send me a voice message, a DM, an email. Let me know what you think, how you feel. If there's any content that you want to cover, let me know. And I will definitely uh, put that in the rotation, as I said earlier. I appreciate you guys, and I thank you for tuning in. Catch us next week. We'll be back Tuesday to talk more about some amazing things. I love you guys. Peace, love, and hair grease.